to give knowledge of salvation to his people and the forgiveness of their sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Have you ever walked in on somebody who was singing at the top of their lungs because they thought no one was watching them or listening? It's rather hilarious to see the expression on their face. The scriptures are full of stories of people experiencing God, God's presence in their lives and bursting forth in song. Moses sang to God in thanksgiving for salvation from Pharaoh in Egypt. Hannah broke forth in song at the birth of Samuel. Most famously, the Virgin Mary burst forth in song when it was revealed to her that she should carry the Messiah. In today's Gospel, we see John the Baptist's father burst forth in song at the sight of his new son, as well as at the recognition that salvation had come to Israel. For the ancient Israelite, Salvation was not primarily personal. It often referred to national rescue from actual enemies. When you were saved, you and your loved ones were pulled out of harm's way. The Exodus was the definitive model of what salvation looked like. In the Exodus, God sent his people a savior named Moses to lead them out of oppressive Egyptian slavery and into the wilderness. If you've been reading along in morning prayer, you'll know that we just read the narrative of Joshua leading God's people out of the wilderness, across the Jordan River, and into the Promised Land. In the years leading up to the birth of Christ, the Jewish people had once again found themselves living in bondage. Although this time it wasn't Egyptian, it was Roman. The Romans ruled, ruled intensely with fear and intimidation. God's people were in a state of political and religious confusion. The whole nation of Israel was struggling to reconcile God's promises to them with the reality of life under a series of horrible rulers. It was in this complex world that John the Baptist's father, Zacharias, was serving God as a priest in the temple. He was unwavering in his faith that God would come and rescue his people. His song from Luke 1 proclaims a joyful vision that God did not forget his promises and that salvation was imminent. Zacharias had the distinct honor of being the father to the prophet of the Most High, who will prepare people to receive forgiveness of sins in the person of Jesus Christ. So how does John the Baptist prepare these ancient Israelites to receive this knowledge? He comes out of the wilderness, dressed rather crazy to most people, and stands at the foot of the Jordan River, the place where Joshua led God's people out of the wilderness and into salvation. John was preparing people to experience a new salvation in God's Messiah through the forgiveness of sins. The entrance didn't require physical steps into a new country, but rather steps towards repentance through the waters of baptism. Because John understood 
that the coming of God's kingdom meant the dawning of a new day. The scriptures say a morning star will come and shine in the darkness. He knew that people must repent and make way for the light of Christ, which comes to us as a refiner's fire. Zacharias serves for us as a model of unceasing faithfulness in the hope of national uncertainty. When the situation seemed out of control, he did not flee or isolate himself off from society. If you have been a Christian for some extended period of time, you must have experienced a season or two in the wilderness. Seasons where the promises of God seemed so far away. Israel went over 400 years without hearing a word from God. And yet Zacharias faithfully worshipped in the temple, waiting for God's promises to become realized. I'm not sure most of us could go 40 days without some sort of assurance. If we're honest, we know that we typically enter the wilderness through sin. Whether it is our own sin or the effects that someone else's sin has upon us. This is the central reason for broken relationships with God and others. If sin is not dealt with, it can grow like a cancer and cause serious harm. To be rescued from sin is to be taken out of harm's way. It is this salvation through forgiveness that Zacharias proclaimed. As the prophet Micah says, Forgiveness is where God takes our sin and throws it into the depths of the sea. John the Baptist paves the way for this new exodus at the foot of the Jordan, the place where we exit the wilderness and enter into salvation. There is a real sense where in the experience of baptism and repentance, we leave behind the wilderness of sin and enter into a new life in Christ. We see this pattern in the liturgy. In the beginning of the liturgy, we're presented with the definitive Christian ethic, to love God with all our heart, soul, and mind, and to love our neighbor as ourself. The liturgy confronts us with God's standards, a place to confess our sins to both God and neighbor, and the blessing of forgiveness and the hope of reconciliation. This restored relationship is expressed through fellowship or communion, which we experience in the Eucharistic meal. As a church community, St. Matthew's has been praying that God would give us a renewed sense of service and mission to those around us. As we come to the altar to experience this restored fellowship with God, may it be a source of strength for us to go back out into the world to proclaim with joyful hearts the knowledge of salvation in the forgiveness of sin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen.